Retire Notes podcast series about preparing for retirement. I'm Kim Peets and I'm talking to Bruce Manners, the author of Retirement Ready and founder of the RetireNotes.com website. What I love about this episode is that we're going to be talking about the two completely different approaches to retirement years, Bruce. Now, why don't we start with Brenda? Yeah, I love Brenda's story. Actually, I love both these stories. And um, telling two different stories simply so people get an idea that people create their own kind of retirement. Yeah, I love Brenda that. Palmer refuses to retire. Well, see, that's how I see retirement. I don't really okay. see retirement as a stopping kind of a thing. But a lot of people, when you talk about retirement, that's what they say. Yep. Oh, we don't want to retire. And I think, no, but that's the whole point. It's meant to be a change or a new chapter or not a stopping mm. or but, an end. Yeah. yeah. But Brenda Palmer just keeps on keeping on. She's she's a checkout hen. She says, I'm a checkout, not a checkout chick. I'm too old for that. <laughs> but she lives, a, she works in the Malvern store in, in Melbourne. And she's 86 years of age, not working full-time. She works 17 hours a week. Um, she starts at 6.30 a.m. because she likes that particular shift. She's obviously a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> she is a morning person. Yeah. But but she's a bit of a celebrity. Oh, is she? In, in Malvern. Um, outside the Coles, they've got a tram running past, you know, on, mm. the, on the street outside. And often the tram drivers will stop just so she can cross the road because they all know her. She has worked there 50 years this year. Think about that. Gorgeous. Um, The the, the boss of Coles comes into the shop every now and again and gives her a kiss on the cheek just to say hi. And I'm talking about the CEO of Coles. Um, You've got to realise the Coles uh, headquarters is just up the road. Oh, okay. So so they're friends. They're friends. So she's famous. I love it. She's famous. And I watched her. I watched her working. Um... At the checkout. Mm. And it's amazing. She has people choosing to go there. Mm. And they all stop. They all chat. Oh. And, and, and the interesting thing is, she is now serving the grandchildren of people she served 50 years ago. That's, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. <laughs> I that's like kind of that. cool. <laughs> and she started when the store opened. Okay. Yeah. By the way, they had a big party this year. Did they? So just to celebrate her. And, oh. and what she's done there. So, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so everyone knows who she is? Yes, yes. All the generations? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, and you know, her life hasn't been easy. Okay. Um, she lost her husband a few years back. Yep. Um, but she had uh, also lost their youngest son mm. quite a number of years ago. Mm. Um, and that was awful for her. Mm. And... Um, about a year after her husband died, she lost her daughter. So, oh, and yet she's so terrible. positive. Yeah. She's okay. so positive. And, and I asked her, how do you keep so positive? And this is what she said, I'm probably too stubborn to give up. <laughs> oh, but see, no, that's the attitude. That's yeah. the spirit, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I love it. So what else did she do? Well, before when she started, Coles. before, yep. Yeah. Uh, when she started, she worked in the rag trade in Melbourne. She was one of those who did this kind of time and motion study to see how long a, an article of clothing would take to make. Ah. And, and then she'd go and she'd say, look, it took this long. And then the accountant type people would come along and say, well, we're going to charge this much for it. Oh, and so okay. she was there and she really loved it. But then the first child came and back in that day, yeah. you didn't work when you no. had children. Yep. And so she worked until her daughter was 14 years of age and uh, she could make sure the children got to and from school. So she worked for during school as mm-hmm. then. And, and she couldn't go back into the rag trade. So she said, okay. 
Coles is opening here. She and a friend both went and applied. They both got the job. And she started back in the day, back in the day when Coles was not just groceries, but also had clothing and so on. Yeah. It was Coles' new world. Wasn't it Coles', Coles new world? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Must, that's before my time. <laughs> I haven't noticed. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was, it was like a Maya, kind of like a, a Maya, but with food But with as food. Well. Yes, that, that kind of shop. Wow. And, and it was back in the day when they had those old cash registers. And she, she told me that they actually covered up the $2 uh, button because it was so rarely used and they didn't want to press it accidentally because if they pressed any button accidentally they had to write it down in a book and then they'd have to and sort it out at the end of the day uh, and so on. Yeah, we've come a long way with technology, haven't yeah, we? <laughs> yeah. And she has Coles memorabilia at home. Can you imagine that? Oh. She's written out a little history of the Coles and so on. Oh, bless um, it. <laughs> She yeah. sounds adorable. I think I would like this woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she said she keeps working, but she just enjoys work. Yeah. She just enjoys it, and uh, she she doesn't plan to retire at all. Okay. Um, okay. She may cut down some hours, but she's still there. She's I, still there. I just reckon that's so great. Yeah. And, and one of the one of the newspapers, uh, I think it was the Sun in Melbourne here. Yeah. Um, they had a picture of her with her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren at her checkout. It's kind of neat. In probably her Coles uniform. In in the Coles uniform, (laughs) yes, yes. I can just imagine barcodes have come a long way since she um, started. Can you imagine? She loves barcodes. (laughs) She actually mentioned that. Barcodes was the best thing ever. Just swipe and you got the figures. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. She, she, She told me. I hate the fact I'm getting old, mm. you know. I think, I don't know anyone that says that. <laughs> but about retirement, she said, I don't know what I'll do in retirement. Oh, bless. I know that it'll take a lot of determination, but I won't let it beat me. I won't. You know, mm. she emphasised that. But she has interest. She is a Richmond football club fan. She <laughs> is Yay. devoted. She goes to every game, some interstate games. And Wednesday night, she's there as they have their run through. Yeah. And she's part of it. And she loves gardening. So she has interest. She does. She's not she, just she working and hanging no. out with the great grandkids. She's, yep. she's yep. got other. She loves reading. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, that, she sounds like an inspiration. Total she is. inspiration. She is. And, and she tells others don't retire and just go on the scrap heap. Make yeah. sure you do something. If, if you're going to stop, go volunteer. Yeah, don't stop. What she's saying is don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I reckon that's awesome. And what's her advice for retirement? Well, I asked her that question, and uh, she says she's known people who couldn't wait to retire, but when they stopped, mm. they did stop. And she said they've retired and they're bored to tears. Mm. So she's, in a sense, she's saying have a plan. Mm. Um, and she said this to me, if you do retire or have to retire, do something voluntary, whether it be working in an op shop, uh, mm. children's hospital, do something that keeps your mind ticking. Yeah. She has this, this kind of think, thinking. And keep active. So you don't just sit at home and rust out. <laughs> She's great. Love she is. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Yeah. Complete perspective. I love it. That's yeah. kind of, see, I imagine retiring's more like that for me. Yep. You know, just keep going, maybe work part time, but do something you love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like she's just gotten that. She's, she's doing that. It. She's doing that. Let, let me tell you about Anne, Anne oh, Ashford. Tell me about Anne. She's from Hobart and uh, she's 80. Mm. Yes, she's probably 81 so well, now. So well versed in the retirement game. <laughs> she is. She retired at the age of 60. Mm. Okay, so she'd been retired some time, but she devoted herself to volunteering. Okay. And she works a lot of hours every week. 
volunteering. Mm, what'd you uh, do? Well, let me let me give you let me back up and give oh, you her okay. story oh, a bit. Okay. Yes, yes. I don't mind she, a backstory. She was <laughs> because it tells why she's doing what she's doing now. Mm. Um, she was an administrator, the administrator at the Maritime College at Beauty Point at the mouth of the Tamar River. Mm. If you know Tasmania, mm. it's right at the top. Yep. Had nine hundred students, a lot of staff, and her husband Peter taught there. So uh, that was her kind of background. When she retired, they moved, removed to Hobart. Mm. And after about three weeks, Peter was offered a job and uh, he took it. And it was kind of expected. But what it did, the income allowed her not to work. Mm. And okay. so she just threw herself into volunteering. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and she said... She's always had an interest in helping in the community because her father was a Methodist minister in New Zealand, and so they were always helping in the community, mm. and uh, she volunteered all her life. You mm. know, kids going to school, she'd be on the school committees, mm. uh, the sporting committees. Mm. Um, when she was at the Maritime Place um, College, um, she joined the Australian Federation of University Women Mm. And she became the secretary of that. Yeah. Uh, she was part of Neighbourhood Watch. Um, she became the secretary treasurer for Tasmania. <laughs> um, you know, th there's just this thing happening. She was one of three community members. She should have been very busy. I'm just she thinking was, about yes. all of this. Oh, wow. Yep. Who knows yep. time to work when you're <laughs> doing all of this? Exactly. And, and so when she retired, she did this. Mm. Um, she was one of three community members on the Premier's Crime Prevention and Community oh, Safety wow. Council uh, that was chaired by the Commissioner of Police in Hobart. Oh. So she became known for this. Uh, in 1991, she was drawn to muscular dystrophy. That's a big cause right now. Okay. Her, her grandson was uh, born with this problem. Oh. And uh, before I knew where I was, she told me I was a committee member. And now she's a member of the National Muscular Dystrophy Foundation Board. And she... Mm meets with the board fairly regularly mm. and so she she flies up all volunteer her costs get covered for those kind of meetings yeah. and so on but it's all volunteer work so it is amazing wow wow so is that all for now or is she doing something is she doing more what is well, she doing now well she's dropped out of the other groups for muscular dystrophy but one day someone she knew at the maritime college came and said i've got a job for you can you help? <laughs> and uh, uh -huh. she's now at the Maritime Museum in Hobart. Ah. That, that's where she's working now. She's the okay. acquisitions officer. Um, volunteer, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no money yeah, involved. Yeah, no yeah, money involved. Yeah. But she doesn't need the money. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling. She yes. doesn't need the money. No, she doesn't. And yeah. she just wants to help. And yeah. uh, she suggests to the committee that makes the decisions what should be acquired by the museum. That's, that's her role there. That's a um, pretty big role, actually. And... She, and even she, she really is a kind of woman who can't just sit still mm. at home. Mm. And uh, when I met her, she was amazing. I mean, she is 80-something. Mm. She looks only about 60, you know. Yeah. And so she's yeah. one of those kind of people, very active. Um, and she belonged to the Hobart Embroiders Guild because she loves craft work. She, although more recently, a couple of years ago, she had to stop because her fingers don't quite work as she'd want oh, to. But patchwork, yep. embroidery. Um, and I guess we shouldn't be surprised that she served a term as secretary and oh. <laughs> uh, she directed an <laughs> yeah, exhibition. <okay>. Yep, yep. <laughs> 
So, oh, that's great. And so what is her advice on retirement? Well, for her, for her life, she says, um, look, what she's doing is not just another stage mm. and you just do something different. Yeah. And, and so she, she like passes it. that kind of on as advice. Um, she said, basically, don't retire without knowing what you're going to do. Mm. That would be a huge mistake. Mm. Um, she, she talked about pathways. Set up pathways you want to go down. Yeah. Um, do something you enjoy. Mm. Enjoy it and live it. Mm. I, I just love that, you know, enjoy and live it. So make it part of your life. Yeah. Um, and, and it works for her. I mean, I, as I said, she looks so much younger than her age. Mm. Um, it, it's just something that's happened there. Mm. Yeah. Look, uh, in, in this podcast, I guess what we've tried to do is say, here are two individuals who went their own individual way mm. in retirement. One refuses to stop working. You know, and she's still going. And the other one said, well, I can stop working, but I want to do something worthwhile. Mm. And uh, she found that in volunteering. And so the big message is you're an individual. When you get to retirement, do something that fits you and uh, make it meaningful. Mm. Anything's possible, isn't it? It is. It is. Because now you have time to do some of the things that maybe you've wanted to do forever. Mm. Thanks, Bruce. And remember, you can always go to the retirenotes.com website for more information or more stories. And you can find or order Retirement Ready at bookshops or on the website.